everyone. Welcome to the Let It Be podcast. I'm your host, Becky Ziegenfuss. Each show, I share conversations around purpose and promise. We talk about friendships, family, faith, all the favorite things. Make this your time. So whatever you have to do, let it go, let it wait, let it be. everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 16 of the Let It Be podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today because she is someone I would throw into the category of a very fast friend. We met a few years ago and really just instantly had this bond that I probably can't even really put words to. And she happens to be in town. She was with us for a while here in Cincinnati and served alongside us in ministry, and then the Lord took them to Atlanta, and she's back for the weekend, and so I snagged her for my podcast. So Jenny Decker, thanks so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so so excited. So good to see you too. I am from here, from the Cincinnati area in northern Kentucky. I grew up And um, we, as a family, really found Jesus early on. Mm -hmm. So I grew in my faith right along with my parents. So Mm. they, it's so significant to me, my, my upbringing in that now being in ministry, coming from such an authentic place, I feel like I have such a grip on who I am in, in Jesus, but also who I am in as, as an individual, Mm -hmm. as a wife, as a mother, and in light of so much change, which I know we're going to talk about in a little bit, how I have, um, landed here and here for the weekend, um, but was, was here so long. And I, um, one thing that I, I love about Becky (laughs) is that she sees so much in others and it's a gift that I love. Mm. And I, I'm excited to just chat with you today. Me too. And, um, and and talk about my journey, but I, um, I just can't speak enough about you Mm. and your, your faith and your family. And I love being your friend for sure. You're so sweet. Well, and that is one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you on because the things that you just said about me, I see in you. And I was so excited that you guys were going to be in town and that this would just work out. But just to give a little bit of a background and history to those who are listening, we met, you and Adam, your husband, had been in ministry at a local church here Mm -hmm. for years, but we had never crossed paths, which is a little bit strange because Mm -hmm. a lot of times, I mean, your church is just a couple miles away from where we live and funny Mm -hmm. that we never really crossed paths, but you all met, you had left your church and you landed at ours Mm -hmm. for a season. Mm -hmm. When did you come to passion? Do you remember? I think it was just shortly after we we transitioned. And I know Adam and I talked and it was kind of one of those simple decisions for us. Yeah. I think both of our hearts kind of felt drawn and it was, there's really not, it's very hard to articulate what coming to, to passion for that time was mm-hmm. for us. It, 
uh, there aren't words. Mm. But as I look back on it, I see the significance of it even more. And Mm. that's the way God has worked in my life. He's always brought people at significant times with specific gifts to speak into my life. And you and Andy were both that. Mm. Well, we had, I think part of our bond was, so what year was that? Do you remember? 2018. Yeah. I mean, it really has only been a couple of years Mm -hmm. and yet I feel like Mm -hmm. we've been friends for a really long time. I think part of our bond was that you guys were going through a transition in ministry and we had already Mm -hmm. gone through a transition in ministry. And I think for people who aren't in ministry, just like any other profession, you just don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And for those who are walking in it, you just understand some of the nuances in ways that other people can't. Just like if you were a physician, I wouldn't be able to understand the nuances Mm -hmm. of a physician unless I'm in, you know, that medical world. And I think that was part of our bond. And just, I mean, just our personalities clicked and our kids love each other. And so we have greatly missed you all, y'all, as I should say, mm-hmm. since you're Southerners now. We have greatly missed you and your family so much. But I'm also really grateful that God has allowed us to continue mm-hmm. to intersect in each other's lives through different reasons. So I'm I, so glad I loved here. seeing you when you came to Atlanta. I know. That was just last, oh, you know, it's last November. It's almost been a year, which is crazy. I I, I love how our, I know you have friends in, in the area we live. So I know that you come down. It's like our, we have yeah. knitted together hearts for I the know. same. And I will say, I desperately miss the people here, but I do not miss the weather here. I know, especially so. today coming back and it's dreary <laughs> and gray and cold. <laughs> but, the, but the relationships that we yeah. had here, this is such a great town. This is such, such a great area. Mm-hmm. We love it and miss it. We yeah. really do. Well, and we're in Atlanta a lot, so. Yes, we st- come. I know, come. we tend to come down a lot. Well, as we mentioned, as you mentioned, your last few years of life in particular have been sprinkled as probably too light mm-hmm. of a word with transition. Mm-hmm. And how have you, because what I see in you, and re- which is the main reason why I wanted to have you on, every time, and we've spent hours talking over coffee and meeting mm-hmm. and just talking about life, I have just felt like I've walked away with this breath of wisdom that has just been breathed into me. And I think you really have a gift that God has given you to discern in situations, to discern scenarios about people that is very unique. And you're such an encourager. And yet here you've walked through a lot of transitional times recently. So how have, how do you attack that? How do you attack change? That's a great question. And recently with as much change as we've been through, it's kind of, um, categorized it a little bit for me. So one of the areas I think that's been the most challenging has been relationships. Mm. And I think that's been the case for everyone with COVID and with, you know, not intentionally having to prioritize relationships, but on some level, when we are in situations where we we have to make decisions just based on the circumstances, it's gotten a lot harder. And to add to that, moving to a new area and Mm -hmm. having to build new relationships has been very, very hard. And it's, I think one of the things I've learned is the importance of intentionality. Mm. So it's identifying 
who we are as people and you know we're, we're entering into new situations um, creating new habits new routines and having to be intentional about who we reach out to and 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 who we you know who we feel like we fit with yeah uh, it's almost like you're always identifying yourself or re-identifying yourself in in relationships with new people so I think how I've handled it is it's been stressful yeah. I, I don't think I would say it's been you know, all the way around fantastic, although I see God's hand in it. But I think what I'm at this point, what I'm seeing is the fruits of that. So, okay, you know what, this is, this is who we are. And, you know, these are the, the relationships we're building and, you know, this is our value in those. And I think it's, it's adjusted my expectations on people Mm. because I, I realize my position, I've taken a lot more humble position. People don't know me as long. I don't have that longevity and relationship. So I'm not their priority. And so there's been that, that I think that awareness and that, um, decision to build and be the initiator. Mm. So there's been a lot of really good goodness out of it. And a lot of challenges out of it. Because your kids, your yeah, and your kids, this was only their home, right, yes. Cincinnati. So yes. when you moved to Atlanta, and we didn't mention that you're also in the marketplace. Yes. So you wear the hat very similarly. Mm-hmm. You wear the hat of pastor's wife, mm-hmm. marketplace leader, mom mm-hmm. of three. We do have a lot in common, and we're both threes <laughs> at the Enneagram. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's why we bonded so I quickly. I think it is. <laughs> but you've had to transition all of that and, and beyond just a move. I mean, to your mm-hmm. point, it's right. new community, it's new schools, mm-hmm. all the while new jobs and mm-hmm. all that comes with mm-hmm. that. It's been a lot. And then, I mean, what, six months after you all moved was when COVID hit roughly? Yes. Six to eight? Yes. So I, there was a, there was a season, I would say it was, um, just over a year ago that I hit a a brick wall. I think emotionally, I think Mm. my personality type is to push through. Mm -hmm. And I remember my sixth grade volleyball coach told me I should be in the military (laughs) because I was the only girl on the team that didn't cry in his practice. And so I can toughen up when I need to, Mm -hmm. but what it also does is it creates, um, I just, I sometimes can't see how my, the state of my true heart. And so only through prayer and in, intentionally seeking out truth, do I really know the, the true state of my heart and can really engage emotionally and begin to heal from the hurts that obviously we've all experienced, you know, hurt along in our lives. And I think, I think for me, I have a hard time being vulnerable to that, to heal, and so I kind of hit a, a hit a place where it wasn't just a transition. It wasn't just everything that happened in maybe the past 18 months, but largely a lot of the situation I was in, I was, um, we moved into a home that's a little bit further out. So running out to the store didn't make a whole lot of logistical sense. Mm. So my routine became, I was home, I was working from home and I was home. There were probably six to eight weeks where I, I was home three and four days in a row. Wow. And that's hard, especially when you're an external processor. It was yeah. very hard for me, but it was a season where I was able to, I think, pull away from a lot of, of external influences and really be able to process some things that I had just let, let lay dormant for too long. And so God used that season for me and, and I am still in process, but I now see his hand working through 
to this point, night and day in my heart, which mm-hmm. not what I asked for, not what I expected, mm-hmm. and putting me in a position of being behind the scenes, which where my personality likes to be seen, that's yeah. my personality, yeah. has been, it's, it's like peeling back the layers of what is your true motivations? Where are your true hurts? Where is your story not, you know, where am I still telling it? Where is it told? Where do you need to move on? And who am I making you? Where I never had space for that before. Mm. So that's been part of the change coupling into that has been the season that we're in, that I'm in. It's not been my favorite. Yeah. Love, I'd love to be beyond it, but I think I mentioned to you, um, back in, oh, right when COVID hit, God gave me a picture that I'm in this season of seasoning. Mm. Yeah, you did. And kind of like, I'll be behind the scenes for a while and God's like peeling back the onion Mm -hmm. of my life. And um, we live further out. And so the closest thing to us is a meat market. So when we need a quick dinner, Adam will run up to the meat market and grab whatever we want to make on the grill that night. And I walked in the door, which he's not normally in the kitchen. And he was (laughs) hammering the steak with this like seasoning (laughs) hammer. And God's like, yes, I'm seasoning you. And I'm like, that's not the pretty picture right. that I had before, but right. I'm seeing that I'm seeing him unpacking some things in me all the way back to my childhood mm-hmm. that I have not identified. And it's been good. It's been good. I am ready to be through it, yeah. <laughs> whatever that means, but I've learned so much. So what does that look like? Because you're right. When we think of seasoning, I can envision some of these cooking shows that I watch and, you know, everything is just beautiful and they're taking and they're talking about how these seasonings hit your palate and how they just work together to create this beautiful bouquet of whatever. Don't I sound like I cook? I don't. Um, But what does that look like? Because when you compare that to this image that you just had Mm -hmm. of being hammered Mm -hmm. in order to tenderize Mm -hmm. and season the meat. What does that look like for you? You know, I think one good example of where God has pulled things out that I thought were settled was, I think it was maybe a month ago. I just felt like something that had happened in the past, a way I had hurt Adam, and I knew it was deeply, that we had worked through, Mm. kept tugging at me. And I went back to him and he was working in the garage. I said, I said, babe, what, what were you feeling then? Because I know what I was thinking and what I was feeling was my side mm-hmm. and what you were feeling, I just never really identified and took responsibility for the hurt that I caused you in that situation. And so I knew for my for our marriage and for my own growth, I needed to go back and hear not everything. It was just that particular mm-hmm situation. I needed to hear back his hurt that he had already forgiven me from, but I knew I hadn't taken responsibility for that area where I needed to grow. And there's been a lot of hurt with even church transition that Mm -hmm. I'm seeing in, in some of my behavior and my motivations, they're just, it's just, it's weakened my desires. It's not waned me completely, but I'm, I'm not whole. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, and there's some, been some moments where I kind of feel like, you know, when a fly lands on, you just kind of want to, mm-hmm. you know, it's irritating. There's, there's emotions that are surfacing that I just want to brush away. And God's saying, no, you need to sit and feel this. Mm. Because if you don't know the true hurt of your heart, I can't be your healer. Mm. I, I have to allow that to be felt. That is so good. So it's not been fun. I don't want the seasoning hammer anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're ready for the bouquet. I'm ready for something else. 
So I mentioned that I just sense this gift of wisdom that you have that has either either you prayed for or it's just been placed on you. Do you see it as a gift or is it something that people tell you and mm-hmm. then you recognize? I'm beginning to see it. And it's been over the course of probably the past two years. I, I have always been, and this kind of parlays a little bit into, you know, my, how I position myself and my faith in the, in the marketplace, but being, um, being in a role of always being accountable to a manager, I've always maintained a position of teachability. I've always mm-hmm. said, if I, if I need to be told, I, I ask that you tell me, I, w- I want to know the truth. Of course, I'd appreciate it if you share it lovingly or sensitively, but right. I'd like to know the truth. And so I feel like that, and that desire for me is to see things for how they really are. Mm. And I think utilizing scripture and prayer has been something else for me that I don't know that I've identified it or related it to discernment or to Mm -hmm. wisdom, but Mm -hmm. the word picture that comes to mind is if you have like a bowl and you're making bread, which I had made bread, but I could count it on one hand (laughs) and I, it hasn't been recently, but enough (laughs) to pull a recipe. But if you have a bowl and you have salt and sugar and yeast, Mm -hmm. they all look about the same. So if you're sitting in, 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 for me, especially, which I haven't mentioned, but my mom passed away when I was 20. Mm -hmm. So any wisdom and motherly guidance I've had to, I've had to initiate the relationship because I've had to seek it outside of my mother. So I've had to really work to develop and cultivate, um, those influences. So when it comes to scripture, which I feel really strongly about this, when you asked me about discernment and where it came from, that I have committed to praying scripture, like you would take, say, salt or sugar or yeast and make it into uh, a recipe to make a, a loaf of bread. It all looks the same. Your, your friendships, your advice from your friends, from the media, from, from other areas all look the same initially, but once you put them all together, the yeast is what's the most crucial in the end result of the bread. And for me, I've taken scripture and I've truly needed it into the process of making major life decisions and others. And I look back at that and I even started to pull some of the scriptures that I've, I've committed to memory. And being honest, it's been probably a decade or two before, since I've really memorized mm-hmm. large portions of scripture, but I have over the course of my life. And I realized the difference for me is I, I in for me in discernment and wisdom is that I continue to, to pray through situations using scripture because I am not smart enough to figure it out on my mm-hmm. own. And only through his, sometimes I feel like I can't even formulate the prayer mm-hmm. and that's all I have. Yeah. And I prayed through that. So I think the humility that comes with being teachable. Yeah. And then also in my career. So yeah. my job is to listen to people's stories. Yeah. Tell us what you do oh, yes. for a job. So I am a corporate recruiter for a tech firm. It's actually headquartered out of Boston and our second largest office is in Atlanta. So um, I work out of my home um, out of the Atlanta office. And so my job is to, I work uh, for staffing. We have now 24 offices along with a team of three others. And so it's, it's, it's a really, really great, very challenging role. And my job, my value to my company is my ability to obviously identify talent and skill set, but really 
really drive in and figure out motivations, not only of candidates, but also of hiring managers. Mm -hmm. Because what I found over the course of it's been about 15 years is that it's just as much what somebody tells you they want as it is they say that they don't, the things they don't say. So finding out and and really uncovering what someone's true passions, motivations, true giftings are, how they naturally lean is Mm -hmm. what I do. Mm. And so that works itself into my personal relationships. And so I can, I find that if I can just listen to people, I begin to understand what they truly are driven to do and what they value. Mm -hmm. And so that also obviously plays a role because I I really, I think something that irritates me, and I think it's kind of an indication of how I'm, I'm wired is when somebody makes a quick determination on someone or a judgment. Mm -hmm. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm immediate, like play the devil's advocate and say, are you sure? Well, that might be what they said, but do you know why? Or do you know the backstory? Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of wired that way. So how has faith then impacted your role in the marketplace and how has your role in the marketplace impacted your faith? Wow. So I, I love to work. And that I'm sure you 100% understand how that can be complicated with mm-hmm. all the roles that we as women and, you know, working pastor's wives take on. Yeah. And I, I feel like every, something I love to do is to dissolve tension on teams. Mm-hmm. And I have multiple times come in and been able to be the glue And so even though I may not directly talk about my faith, people see in my responses Mm -hmm. that I won't allow surface, sometimes petty issues, differences to keep me from caring about each individual. Mm -hmm. And so that has been what I feel like my light has been. And for me, I love the perspective of being in, the world and having the perspective. Cause I feel like, especially being in ministry, it's really easy if th- for you to disconnect with the day-to-day lives of, yeah. of lost people yeah, and sure. just, you know, even be desensitized to, you know, what people talk about and think about and, and focus on in the day-to-day when we get in, in our ministry bubble. Yeah. And I feel like it's giving me the ability to see people and their hurt and not jump rush to judgment yeah and so I'm so I if there's one thing in my life which there's not very many but if there's one thing in my life I'm confident in is sitting in the middle Mm. and and still seeing people and loving people for where they're where they are yeah that I mean it really is such a gift I there's that saying that says preach the gospel and when necessary use words. Mm -hmm. I think that applies so much. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned to me something about you look at people and through a lens, Mm -hmm. expand on that a little bit. Sure. I, I am a very competitive perfectionistic person. So I have to be very, very careful that I allow myself to see others for who they are and not in comparison to who I'm trying to be or who I think they should be. And so I spend, um, I spend a lot of time protecting, I think where I think my mind can go way off. Mm -hmm. And I, 
I am, it's like, how much do you disclose about the things about yourself that need to grow? But one area for me is like, if I, I laugh about those, I'm like, honey, I know you're a pastor. I said, but if we could just have this special fund that I don't have to look 60 or 70, I would love that. Can we just, can we just find some money? And I know that about myself. Like I would be that person that I want everything to to look a certain Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. I will sit in my house and I am not, you could probably walk in my house. This is nothing as a reflection on my, my work ethic. It's just my, my Enneagram threeness that you could probably walk in and it would show itself and sell because that's the way I am. And it is not something I pat Mm -hmm. myself on the back for, but image is, is a huge struggle for me to balance. And so because of that, I think I've become more hypersensitive Mm -hmm. to the fact, I think that's how we grow, that I, I want people to see me a certain way and it can take up a lot of my time and energy. And so I have made a very intentional effort to choose to see others through I'm like, if I know I got this going on, they've got this going on too in a different way. And I want to bridge that gap. I want people to to be able to be authentic with me mm-hmm. where they don't mm-hmm. feel like they have to be anyone but themselves. Yeah. And I, and that's, as I mentioned with work and relationships with people, because I know that I could, I could be that one in the room that, that could d- detract people away if I'm not careful. Yeah. And so one of the things I've really worked dil- diligently hard at is on like on social media, I, I try to keep a filter on myself mm-hmm. because I would, want to be everybody's best, best version of themselves and try to, you know, sum it up into my week. And yeah. I could get so distracted by that. Mm-hmm. And if you look on my Facebook profile, I have at the top, it says, Jesus, my worth. Mm-hmm. And people probably think I put that up there because I'm spiritual. No, that is up there to remind me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that I am not needing to compare myself to everyone that is on that feed below me. And it's tough. It is. And it's so interesting, which we could talk about personalities for a whole series beyond this conversation. But it's so interesting how that striving can show up differently for different people, because Mm -hmm. it could, it could be the way your house looks, or it could Mm -hmm. be the way you physically look, or Mm -hmm. it could be the way you perform at work. Mm -hmm. For me, one of my struggles is just saying no to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, be, and it's, it's that constant battle between what is best versus what is good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Every coffee appointment that I get asked to join mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. But if I'm saying yes to every coffee appointment, then I'm saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. And it's a real struggle and a challenge when you want to, I, I, I genuinely authentically want to be available for everyone mm-hmm. that reaches out but I genuinely and authentically cannot. Mm-mm. There aren't enough hours in the day. Mm-mm. And so it's just so fascinating mm-hmm. that that striving can show up in so many okay. different ways. And yet the motivation behind it is still very similar. I have a quote in my office similar to yours. And it's, it really is a reminder that says, be our glory. Let it be for your sake that I am loved. That's, it's so true. And I, you know, Andy was talking about in his message just a couple weeks ago, um, the uh, message on, politics, the series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how, you know, very lovingly he was saying, you know, our, our 
motivation motivations most likely are rooted in fear. Yes. And we feel like, you know, it's FOMO. We're going to miss out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, we were on our way up here. It was the last leg of the trip. And I, I think we all had kind of spaced out a little bit just yeah. in our own yeah. minds and the kids were tired. And I was just, you know, dealing with the root issues is where I'm at and in my life. I'm like, okay, you know, I am, um, I'm in my forties. <laughs> so I'm on the downward slope. So if it's not happening, it's now it may not be happening. And so I'm kind of like, let's cut to the chase here in, in a lot of areas. Okay. This is a season for you to be authentically you and to dig in and, and be used and, and, and grow because mm-hmm. this, you know, it's, it's, it's a significant time for that. And I was, um, you know, praying through scripture and just looking through, even planning, you know, for maybe some of the places our conversation would go. And the scripture, I think it's in, in First John, it's um, perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, I pray a lot of scripture. Um, and so God will give me like little taglines to pray as a reminder back. And he said, Jenny, I want to love the fear out of you. Let me love mm-hmm. the fear because love perfect that. love casts out fear. And if I would just let him love me, my daily decisions would flow with wisdom yeah. because my heart would be whole. I'm like, oh, if I could just get there, yeah. my day to day would, would, it would ride better than I think some of the things I struggle with and still struggle with. But um, one of my favorite scriptures is in, it's in Psalms, I, I believe it's Psalms 90. It's teach me, I personalize it, to number my days aright that mm-hmm. I might gain a heart of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a heart, yeah. it's not a decision. It's just kind of how you flow and you see those people that are so mature in their faith. Mm-hmm. And it's like the things that I struggle with aren't even on your radar. How did you get there? Yeah. And it's not a matter of accomplishing as much as it is a matter of being wise. Mm-hmm. It's not choosing wise always. Right. And I think there are so many times you just rest, referenced to s- scripture areas where God tells us if you ask for wisdom, mm-hmm. he'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. And I just know that that is an area, especially for women, we just don't ask. Mm-hmm. I, we might we might tap into other voices. Mm-hmm. We might tap into the actual word of God. Mm-hmm. But to specifically say, Jesus, mm-hmm. give me wisdom. Mm-hmm. Allow me to be not just wisdom in this decision, but make me a wise person. We don't ask. And yet his promise is, mm-hmm. if you ask, he will give it. Mm-hmm. I know that's something that I heard another mother figure in the faith journey mention that when she was like a teenager, she was praying for wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think, wow, I'm so late to the game mm-hmm. in asking for that. Mm-hmm. But I love that this whole conversation you've been talking about growth and you and I are the same age and yet here we are raising mm-hmm. children and helping them to grow and we're still focused and need to be focused. All of us still need to be focused on growing because we're all going to grow. We're either going to be growing in a healthy way or growing mm-hmm. in an unhealthy way mm-hmm. because we're continuing to grow until we are no more. Mm-hmm. So that's so good. So good. I Wisdom is something I think you had asked me, you know, when we were talking before, when did I, did I ever ask for it? I'm like, you know what? I went back through the course of the scriptures that I had memorized over the years Mm -hmm. and I had a whole section on it. And I'm like, yes, I did. And I think it was in my late twenties. I jumped into ministry and I grew up in a family that did not 
follow Jesus until they were in their late twenties to early thirties and they had no, no rituals, yeah. n- no, no example to follow. And they, they just started off on the journey. And so I think I knew I didn't have any laurels to fall back on. They, yeah. There was nothing that I could. And, and after losing my mother, mm-hmm. I really knew I was going to have to ask mm-hmm. because there wasn't, there wasn't going to be a, a process or a, um, you know, a way for me to just wing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to just happen. And so I think as I developed those, those practices and Adam, Adam made a comment to me, I think it was about six months, six months ago. And he said, Jenny, is your favorite word truth? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe it is, but I'm always trying to find the truth in something because I don't, I don't necessarily know that that was handed to me along the way. Mm. I've had to seek it. Just such different perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and, and see, I ask for it. It's like, yeah. ask. Yeah. And I, 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 I wonder as women, why we don't. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know if it's sometimes just the busyness of life mm-hmm. of tackling the task before we ask how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the the lack of intentionality or mm-hmm. feeling. I know. I I realize who I am now, and I'm like, if ten years ago, I, I would have had ten more years. I know. To just because I'm here, because I realize you're right. You know, I have sought after that, and. I want to sit across from other women and other people and, and, and speak into what God has given them yeah. the gift yeah. in that is priceless to someone. Mm-hmm. When, when you hear truth spoken back to you and somebody sees that in you, there's very few less powerful things. But you're so good at that. I don't know if you see that in yourself, but I, oh. I see that in you. And I think you are so good at seeing these unique, anointed, ordained giftings in other people and calling them out. And I think that is such a gift that the one who's on the receiving end could never have asked for. Mm. So I see, and I wanted to share this. I wasn't sure if it would be here, but I see you as in the parable of the talents and the one with the one, the three and the five, you're the five. And you use your gifts and mm-hmm. abilities for the Lord. And you don't sit back and say, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And you don't sit back and question. You just move forward and you, your arms are extending longer and longer and wider and deeper. And I, I am so thankful to know you and to see Aww. that. You're, you're a, a woman of excellence in so many ways. Well, those are, are incredibly kind words and I'm humbled to hear them. So well, you thank are, you. I'm honored to be here. Mm. Um, this podcast is all about finding purpose in promises that God has given us. And I know you've mentioned a couple of scriptures already, but is there one in particular that you have really leaned into yes. for that reason? Yes. My life verse is second Corinthians three, four through six. And it's um, such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Mm. Not that we are competent in ourselves to obtain anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from Christ. He has made us as ministers of the new covenant, not of the law, but of Mm. the spirit for the law kills, but the spirit gives life. And in the middle of that verse, it says, um, not that we are. And I have no tattoos. And if I can find a spot on my body that has any runway left. (laughs) You are crazy. You have plenty of runway. 
<laughs> if not, I'll put it in a spot I could cover up, but it, it would be, um, not, not that I am. Mm. And I just, I, I want, I, I love w- that. Uh, I know that that's, you need that. I, yeah. And I need to remind myself of that because I get off thinking I am something all the time. And Mm -hmm. then I have to get back into my white sedan and drive down the road to the grocery store and remember who I am. And I, I want, I want to maintain a posture of humility because I don't want to render myself irrelevant because I get caught up in, in what I'm not. Yeah. And I want to be able to connect and build bridges with other people and not rush to my own opinion because it gets so big that I can't see past it. And I want other people to see who they are and who they can be. I was just reading in a book about the I am, as in God is the Mm -hmm. only one who can say I am. And yet so many times we ourselves put up roadblocks in front of us because of the first two words. I Mm -hmm. am not enough. I am Mm -hmm. too busy. Mm -hmm. I am not competent enough. I, Mm -hmm. all of these I ams when yet if our identity is in Christ, Mm -hmm. who is the I am, we can carry all of those things out that he's Mm -hmm. calling us to. That's so true. So good. It's all, it's, it's not that I am. It's because of who he is. Oh, I love that. He has all of our worth. He really is. We could talk for hours and we will continue, I'm sure, once we turn these mics off. But I wanted to know when Jenny is not doing all of the things that you do in the marketplace and in ministry and as a mom and all of the things, what do you love? Uh, I love to decorate. I really, and I love Christmas. So I do too. Christmas music has already been in the car when the windows are down. And so I do, I love, I, I, I will probably put up my Christmas tree. It usually goes up the day after Halloween. So it's time to brush off the ornaments. Our November is going to be so crazy with just a variety of, we're going out of town for Thanksgiving, which we don't often do. So that's two weekends. And then my girls are in a show at their school. Our November is going to be so crazy. I think we're doing the same thing. I think Christmas is going to go up as soon as, I mean, Maybe next Sunday. That is crazy. Next oh, Sunday. Oh, I want to see pictures if it does. I know. And our, our girls, well, they all love Christmas, but the girls really help me with the decorating. And I think Christmas this year is going to be more appreciated and mm-hmm. enjoyed mm-hmm. the season of it because mm-hmm. of the forever season that we're all coming out mm-hmm. of. Well, I hope we're coming out of, mm-hmm. but it, Christmas just feels like a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. this year in a way that it doesn't mm-hmm. normally as as it should as it should right it's, as it it's, should it's what has come out of this i think is the the value of relationships and salvation yeah and we can all pause and say all of this is because he came yeah yeah and we can really feel it because it's For been sure. hard here it's been hard here <laughs> well i ask one more question at the end of this podcast and it's called the let it be podcast so if there is a prayer that you could have answered what would it be? I'm going to personalize it. So that I would see others less to the eyes of what I am not. Mm. And that I'll remember it's not that I am. Let it be. Let it be. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thanks for carving out time. I know that this is a really full weekend for you all as you're meeting up with friends and Adam spoke today at another church and I know it's just been really, really busy. So I'm 
so grateful that you gave up some of your time to come and share in a conversation. And Jenny, you were one of the most influential voices in really giving me the final push to start this podcast. I don't know if you know that or not, but when we hung out last November, I had been down in Atlanta for a conference and when I spent that evening with you, you just spoke some really good affirming words over this desire that God had placed in my heart. And you really challenged me to be obedient to it. So I don't know if you know that, but I just want to thank you for, for just being that um, backbone from afar from, from seven hours South. Well, you are a gift and I am so grateful that you were obedient. This is an amazing, amazing podcast. Well, it's fun. It's so fun. It's, it's a, it's a gift to all of us. So you are my, my top, my top podcast (laughs) and will continue to be. So thank you. Well, and most importantly, thank you so much for being my friend. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening in on my conversation with Jenny. She is one of those friends who speaks life into me every time we talk. And I'm so grateful for her encouragement and for the wisdom that she just constantly shares. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask of God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe. I love the promise there that if we just want wisdom, God will give it to us as long as we ask and believe. And who doesn't want more wisdom in their life as they walk through the day-to-day? You can stay up to date with me on all the social media platforms at Becky Ziegenfuss. That's Z-I-E-G-E-N-F-U-S-S. Have a great week and thanks again for being part of the Let It Be podcast.